What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. I'm Drew Bosley, that's Scott Savage, and if you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? You should go check out our Final Fantasy VII Rebirth review. It is live. It's myself. It is Steve, and we're joined by Northern Nerdcast. You may ask why, because he hasn't played the game? No, but he's played the demo, and he's got some perspectives, because he's a Final <laughs> Fantasy guru when it comes to our little circle. So it was nice to have him join us for that review. There's a lot to check out. So make sure you swing over to our YouTube channel, Inside the Game Official. And then we can break it all down. Or our website, InsideTheGame.ca. Or our fast channel over at Rad TV. There's so much you can't miss us. Scott, can't miss today's show either. What are we talking about? Oh, we're going to be talking about something that's uh, a little worrisome. PlayStation VR 2 finds life support on PC this year. And that's an interesting situation. Moving on from that... Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush will release on PlayStation 5. Don't let that slip by. And Bloodborne Remake has surfaced in an interview. And what could that mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Man, once again, PSVR 2 continues to scare me. Well, let's talk about it then. Scott, dude, you knew I was all over this one. This is PlayStation planning PC support for PSVR 2 in 2024. Now, you may ask yourself why and i will get to that question very very soon but let's talk about it with anthony fertino over at insider gaming in a new blog post playstation announced that it's planning to add pc support for the playstation vr2 system sometime in 2024 the company said that quote we are currently testing the ability for psvr2 players to access additional games on pc end quote since these plans are only still in testing, fans might expect PC support to arrive later in the year. However, this is only speculation. PlayStation did not reveal an exact release date, but the company did confirm that, quote, we hope to make this support available in 2024, end quote. The PSVR 2 system first released last year with a launch lineup featuring over 30 games throughout the launch window. This included 13 brand new titles. However, the VR space continues to expand the PSVR 2 could still use a wider selection of games, and PC support would definitely be the major leap forward. Fans are already speculating on some of the potential PC games that would benefit from this ac access. Dude, Half-Life Alex. Yep, that's the big this one. This <laughs> is how people are going to play it. If you have a PSVR 2, here's the problem. If you have a VR headset, I'm sure PSVR 2 was probably not your first VR headset. Because if you have PC, you probably already played Half-Life Alex. Here's the other side of it. Now, I can finish the article, but we're not going to because I'm already into a rant. So let's keep going. Here's what's <laughs> happening. PlayStation VR 2 continues to struggle, Scott. Yeah. Struggle is the problem. Why? Because there's no first-party support. I keep <clears throat> saying this over and over again. You want to be worried about your PSVR 2? I know I am. Why? Because there isn't any first-party titles coming. It's all third-party. Dude, and some third-party games look great, but where are the first-party? You tell me. So this is here's how I look at it. Remember a little device called the PlayStation Vita? Oh, yeah. The only issue with that was that it wasn't well-supported, if I recall. That would be correct. And here we go again, right? PlayStation not supporting PSVR 2 leads us into another downward spiral like the Vita. And that's a killer because the Vita was a cool platform. Dude, they had something. PSVR 2, cool platform. They have something. They have it now. There's just no games coming out. 
from first party. There are games for third party, and I think some of these games can really, really shine. But then how do you make it continue its life cycle? You open it up to PC. Because how many people are putting their games on meta? You put on the yeah. Quest headset, dude, that game, that library is huge. You go to HTC Vive, that game library is huge. So now you get people to buy into the VR headset and then be able to expand it into other platforms because your own platform isn't supporting it. Yeah, this is something we talked about maybe a month ago where you had stated, um, I think the through line of the conversation was VR seems to be dead. Yep. And it's just struggling in such a way that makes me think that maybe this is what uh, Hiroki Totoki had mentioned when we were talking about going to different platforms. We're going to bring PlayStation to another area. Um, we're going to focus on different screens, different devices. And I think this is kind of part of it. But it makes me wonder, is this going to bring some of those titles the other way? And right. am I going to be able to play something on PlayStation that would normally be under a PC because this is if this is my first VR headset and I'm looking, do I want to buy the one that includes some PlayStation library? Well, maybe that's going to make that decision if there is cross sure. compatibility there, but it's still interesting. I haven't admittedly, I haven't touched my VR in what's been years now. <laughs> and, uh, I have an Oculus Rift, so it yeah. is getting on an age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours is definitely getting a little outdated compared to where we are now. Even when you take a look if at the I Apple could... Vision Pro. Whew, dude, that thing is oh. a whole other level, right? It's also at a whole well, other price I, tag. If I could grab a, a PlayStation 5 <laughs> and use my Oculus headset on that, for example, yeah. that would get both use of, or much more use out of both devices again together. But I don't suspect that's going to be the case. This appears to be just unlocking the PSVR 2 for PC and not the other way around. But I wonder if this will cause some sort of development. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering where this kind of leads, right, at the end of the day. My other question is, do we see a PSVR 3? I don't think so. I really don't think we get I it. I don't think so. I, I think the PSVR 1 struggled. It was a testing bed for PlayStation and Sony to see where that goes. And then they're like, okay, you had the WAN controllers from when we had iToy, if you remember that. Yeah, there's a show Yeah. There, right? <laughs> you had these want oh, I forgot man. about that. They're horrible. But when you put them in that gun container, like, thing, it was, dude, that was pretty cool. But then we even see <laughs> PlayStation shutting down. We saw some of the VR studios shut down as well. Like, that's just, that's disheartening to see, right? Because, why? Because the games aren't taken off, right? VR just hasn't really taken off the way console gaming has at the end of the day scott you're like me i think and would just rather sit down on my couch and play a game instead of put on the headset yeah. then this thing gets on my nose and it sits there and it gets hard and it hurts and it's heavy and all of a sudden i get a line through my nose like i got you know a hundred pound pair of glasses on me but yeah mm -hmm. the vr tech is so so cool to get in some of these games moss even going back to playstation vr1 moss and the moss 2 but again where is the first party support and this is where i'm so so concerned for psvr in general because at launch dude it had a solid launch we had gta uh, gta gt7 right gran turismo 7 is there for vr dude it is cool but it wasn't built for vr from the ground up because when you put it on you jump in it is like watching a movie screen it's a flat screen until oh. you're in the cockpit so you're out of you get this disconnected immersion right being in the world because you're not really in the world you're watching the screen until you sit in the car and when you're behind the wheel dude it's a whole other level super well, that possibility cool. was there <clears throat> it yeah, just absolutely. wasn't well utilized 
Well, and then moving forward where where I thought it was utilized really, really well. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Dude, it's still one of my favorite PSVR 2 games. Still. It is so remarkable. I'm a huge Horizon fan in general, right? So when you get into that world, and I keep going back to it because it's one of the coolest moments I think I've ever experienced in VR, is watching the tall neck walk above me. And I was like, damn. Here we go. <laughs> right? And then you meet Aloy, and she's, dude, I'm eye to eye. I'm talking. Well, she's a little shorter than me. But either way, I'm still like, I'm... I'm <laughs> talking to Aloy, right? Like, it is right there. It is just, it is different than putting your hands on a controller and playing Horizon. You're in this world. I don't think we'll get a God of War experience, but man, what if we did, right? Uh, what if we had... The potential. Dude, The Last of Us. The Last of Us. We see so many horror games in VR. Why don't we have a Last of Us experience in VR? Can you imagine? That would be excellent, in my opinion. <laughs> I'd line up around the block for that one. You and everybody else. Not uh, Man, I played The Last of Us 1 and 2, obviously, in one of my favorite games of all time. I don't know if I can do it in VR. But it is still, <laughs> dude, it is one of those genres that shines in VR. Why don't we have that? Where is that? Why isn't some other studio working on that? Is that what Ben's working on? What is Ben doing right now? But again, Insomniac, right? Insomniac had so many titles come over to the quest that why aren't they doing anything for VR? Because they don't see the potential in return. They see it with Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man makes a boatload of money. Now we're going to get Wolverine out of them. Right? A boatload of money. What's that? What if these studios start producing things under PlayStation's banner. But for PC. With the intention that you bring your headset to the PC library to play. Maybe we do still get some of these first party studio uh, production. But just not going on the first party console bizarro world but is it impossible what if they do both sides what if they do what they did with hell divers right they brought hell divers to playstation 5 and pc what if now would they do an internal studio does something for psvr 2 and steam vr or quest right like that opens up other opportunities to bring these games and have a bigger growth so that you're not struggling just on your small minute platform of psvr 2 owners Mm. Right, there's that. It would allow for well. that. It would allow for that financial risk because it, the reward is yep. just so much greater. It's a bigger market. I think that's really a way forward for PlayStation VR. I don't really see a way otherwise. I don't see it either. They have to learn how some way to expand their library of reach. At the end of the day, but PSVR two, man, like I said before, and I continue to now, without that first party support, that platform's dead. Scott, we knew this was coming. We finally got... Dude, what a weird announcement, though. Like, This is how it goes. Phil Spencer says, we know we're bringing four games to other platforms. We're going to wait and let them do it. We get the Nintendo Direct yesterday. So what happens? We get Grounded, and then we get Pentiment. All right, cool, right? Pentiment out now on Switch. Nice. That means we're the other two. Well, they're over on the PlayStation side of things, but no big official blowout. Boo ha ha, boo rah, anything like that. I'm just like, dude, you had the spotlight. You had the spotlight. Everybody tuned in. Everybody's paying attention because they want to know what the future looks like. And instead, I felt yesterday everything got revealed, and I was just like, that was underwhelming. But let's get into new platforms, new players. Four fan favorite Xbox games coming to Nintendo Switch and Sony platforms. Announcement Xbox Wire. Scott, the Xbox Wire. At Xbox, we strive to create games that inspire, entertain, and connect players 
from around the world. As a publisher and platformer, platform, we are committed to meeting players where they are by bringing more games to more people and on more devices. At the heart of all we do are our players, the vibrant communities that they build around the games they love. Today, we're announcing that four fan-favorite Xbox games will be coming to Nintendo Switch and Sony platforms this spring. The studios that built these celebrated games have drawn on their multi-platform experience to open the worlds they created to even more players and communities. As I said, Pentiment, Grounded, coming into Nintendo Switch, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, now coming to PlayStation. <clears throat> Scott, what's your take? Well, people are wondering, why Hi-Fi Rush not going to Nintendo? Because it does seem like it would be a good match, the color yeah. scheme of it, the kind of zany nature. But yep. <clears throat> the real reason behind that is the hardware requirements. Uh, I didn't realize this at the time, but Hi-Fi Rush is actually only for series consoles, not yeah. the past generation, which unfortunately leaves uh, Nintendo <laughs> in the dust. Sure does. <laughs> but Hi-Fi Rush coming on March 19th, the PlayStation 5. Sea of Thieves coming April 30th, right? We'll have a passionate, built-up community already for there. More than 35 million players in Sea of Thieves, Scott. 35 Holy. million people. Yo, if you haven't played Sea of Thieves, get ready to get destroyed. <laughs> so I'm hoping they have a way to ease people in, right? Because there's, yo, you're a pirate. It's a trolling community-ish, right? Because you can that's what you can do. And I've been trolled for 45 minutes, so I'm trying to get away with my loot. Just to have a bigger <laughs> ship follow up behind me, right? But it'll support cross-play for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Will all well will allow players to experience epic pirate adventures with friends on more platforms. Dude, I'm happy for them. I'm very curious to see where this goes. I saw Benji's sales this morning post on Twitter. Interesting. This is my take, he says, but this is interesting. I'm paraphrasing. Basically, they're dropping these in the first quarter. What's that mean for the back half of 2024? If these do well, Scott, will we get mm -hmm. other titles? We heard rumors of Gears of War coming, right? Phil Spencer said straight up, not getting Indiana Jones or Starfield on other platforms. Yeah. Xbox only. All right, cool. What about Gears? Dude, Gears 5 been around forever, right? There's other titles over because, there, too. Because it's such a, a flagship <laughs> character, mm -hmm. Marcus Phoenix, Gears, it's one of those. I don't think it'll be one that makes a jump. Master Chief Collection? But I do... Oh no, I don't think so. <laughs> Is that already available via Steam though? So it's it's possible, right? Right. Um, but down on PlayStation, I don't think PlayStation would accept that. It kind of feels a little <laughs> awkward <laughs> running Master Chief on your console. I I think that is just a little bit too far out there. But if these are a successful test and they are a test, then yeah. I, there's definitely something coming down the road. But what would big for a, a good cross-plat kind of release? I think that's the biggest thing, right? So right now they're launching one of their biggest, their games of service, right? Sea of Thieves. So if we're launching Sea of Thieves now on PlayStation over there at Rare, are they done with the content? Right? Because they're in season 11 right now. Are they finished? Are they wrapped up? They're like, okay, we're ready to move on. Rare is also working on Everwild. Where the heck is that game yeah. right now? Man, that thing looked beautiful, and I just wanted to play it, and then it just vanished. So I was like, that yo, might be a little further that? away now. Uh, maybe, this. maybe, right? But uh, as we mentioned before, too, does this bring in Sea of Thieves too? Let's get everybody in the world of Sea of Thieves. Boom, you got 11 seasons to play with. Enjoy over there, PlayStation. By the way, Sea of Thieves 2 coming out. 
do they bring Sea of Thieves 2 and then change the art style? Or do they keep it the same? Ooh. Right? If you change up the art style, dude, here's the thing right now. You and I, Skull and Bones, we're all in. It's got its issues. I'm not saying it's a perfect game, but I am having a good time. <laughs> I like the realistic look of the game. What if they did that with the Sea of Thieves 2? Do you lose that whimsical yeah. charm, though? Like, you know what I mean? I think it would. I I, I think I have to agree with that. It's yeah. uh, a little bit too tied to the kind of feel of the game, but yeah. I think it would be a little bizarre. It's like if, if Fortnite had updated at some point to resemble Warzone, it would be, <laughs> ugh, be bizarre. I don't like that. Fair enough. I'm I not think very they'd particularly have happy with the way Fortnite looks or the way Sea of Thieves in this case, but sure. it's part of the identity of it. I think it is. It's part of the identity, part of the charm, what break, what makes Sea of Thieves Sea of Thieves, right? So I think that's where they have their own little following, the, a following of 35 million players. So mm-hmm. it's it's exciting to see. But yeah, is this just round one, Scott? When will we get round two? Mm. Scott, the Elden Ring boss discusses Bloodborne Remake. Benefits of waiting for new hardware? Really? Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. Dude, what a wicked last name. FromSoft boss Hidedeka Miyazaki has discussed the possibility of a Bloodborne remake and the benefits of waiting for new hardware on which to revisit the beloved PlayStation 4 classic. Dude, they're going to skip a whole, whole console generation. Quote. Yeah. I'm struggling to remember when this game uh, came out, but it wasn't that long ago. Ah, uh, well, PS4, man. Like, that's a while ago now at this point, right? We're three four years into the ps5's life cycle so yeah it's moving on dude time flies but quote i have to look this up all right you look it up 2015 2015 is what it is there you go yeah 2015 dude we're almost at a decade now like think of that yeah we're just shy of a decade and you're waiting for new hardware huh it is a little it is a title we hold very dear and just as much as our fans, end quote, Miyazaki told Eurogamer when questioned about the possibility of a Bloodborne remake in an interview timed alongside the proper unveiling of the Elden Ring DLC. Quote, it does make me very happy to see that there are still so many people passionate about it, end quote. But it would make, it would, but a, but would a remake benefit from newer hardware to make the release worthwhile? From software's Demon Souls, for example, was remade by a PS5 was remade as a PS5 launch title after originally launching a PS3. So two like skeptic generation there, Scott, right? A double console mm-hmm. generation leap that meant the re-release felt more significant. <laughs> so here's alright, let me finish this and then I got something to kind of go with this. Hang hang tight. Stick with me. Quote I think having new hardware is definitely a part of what gives these remakes value. End quote. Quote, things you weren't able to achieve on previous generations of hardware, ways you weren't able to render specific expressions, new hardware sometimes makes it possible. However, I wouldn't say that's the be-all and end-all. End quote. Miyazaki continued, quote, I think purely from user perspectives, modern hardware also allows more players to appreciate all the games, and so it ends up being a simple reason, but as a fellow player... I think that accessibility is important. I think that you that can be uh, the driving force between bringing an old game to a new platform. End quote. Whether a Bloodborne remake eventually sees the light of day, regardless of whether it may arrive on 
either PS5 or PS6, Miyazaki said, quote, very, he was very happy, <laughs> end quote, to see so many passionate fans calling for a Bloodborne remake to happen. Part of me is a little surprised, Scott, that we don't see a Bloodborne 2. Yeah, not just a Bloodborne 2, but uh, everybody's been port begging uh, yeah. since the game released incessantly for PC. And you'd think if accessibility was important, PC surely would be the hardware jump that you would require to... Uh, well, I I'm of the opinion you don't require a hardware jump, but if that is a sticking point, I think PC would have been a very good realm. Absolutely. Miyazaki apologized for being unable to say anything more specific about remaking the PS4 exclusive, but he said he was, quote, thrilled, end quote, at the game's continued response. Quote, put simply, it makes me very happy to see it's a title with a lot of specific memories, both for me and the staff who worked on it, end quote. He said, quote, and when we see those passionate voices in the community, of course it makes us feel thrilled. It makes us feel very fortunate to have that at the end of those memories, end quote. Here's the thing, Scott. People are begging for this. If he was to put it out, this is where I kind of go, dude, look at The Last of Us getting remastered left, right, and center. People were not happy, right? Not happy at all. So there's the other side of it, too. What if we would just wait? Dude, what if PSVR 2 waited? Or sorry, The Last of Us Part 2 waited till PlayStation 6 to do the remake, but they didn't. They gave us the yeah. newest one on PS5, right? They got to keep that cycle going somehow. Are we going to get to PlayStation 6 and get a Last of Us Part 2 remastered again? Like I, that's <laughs> Likely in that case of Last of Us. But I'm, I'm thinking Bloodborne, is this... Um, maybe they're waiting for the next marketing ploy, the, the sure. next step to tie it with something else. Yep. And are we going to get a Bloodborne 2 announcement with a Bloodborne remaster? That's kind of what I'm thinking. That would be the way to just blow the roof off. Everybody would be super excited well, if, if FromSoft is working on Bloodborne 2, does that mean Bluepoint is working on the remake of Bloodborne? That's the other side, right? What if you launch mm. Bloodborne at the launch again with PlayStation 6, and then you get Bloodborne 2 six months a year later? Like, there's that possibility right now. We're obviously getting Elden Ring DLC, Shadow of the Erd Tree, so like, they're pretty busy, dude, at this point. FromSoft yeah. is not a quiet studio. They don't sit on their hands. They are busy doing something. They're creating something. What are they doing next after the Elden Ring DLC, which we already knew about, right? That's the thing. We already knew that was coming. So do we see a Bloodborne remake? Is that something they do, or do they pass that off after mm. getting the Demon Souls remake and being such a beloved uh, remake? Dude, I think you go right back to Blue Point and say, hey, can you redo this one as well? Doesn't that make sense? I would trust I would trust Blue Point with it for sure. That's oh, definitely absolutely. the way I would go forward with it. But FromSoft is working on something. I'm wondering, are we going to get uh, Bloodborne, a return to Bloodborne, whatever that looks like, or yeah. are we going to get a, uh, an Armored Core before? Oh, Which one comes first? Time will tell. Scott, it's an interesting day. An Xbox game is making its way to the Switch. What are we playing today? That's right. We have Pentiment released today on the Switch and the PlayStation 4 and 5, believe it or not. Garden Life is available on PC, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, X and S. The Tribe Needs to Survive on PC. And Pacific Drive comes out on PC and PlayStation 5. I've got my eye on that one. <laughs> Dude, that game looks weird. <laughs> and that'll wrap up today's show, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. This has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. I'm Drew. That's Scott. We'll be back again tomorrow.
and we'll see you inside the game.